So what's up everyone? Welcome to another week of the GoLink Show. My name is Ben, the host and founder of GoLink. GoLink is a supportive community of growth junkies and life learners embracing weekly challenges. Each week we find a new way to level up and learn something new. So it could be a cold shower, waking up at 5 a.m., a kind act, taking yourself on a date, journaling, meditating, various fitness activities, and much more. These challenges are inspired by mission-driven brands that align with our values. So if you're crazy like me and you love to level up and you're always looking for ways to evolve and grow and step into your fullest potential, then GoLink is just for you. Join us every week on social media to participate in these weekly challenges. Embrace the challenge with me at GoLink Group. The GoLink Show, this podcast, recounts experiences from life enthusiasts with a unique perspective. So they could be a mother, a teacher, business owner, coach, entrepreneur, somebody with many years of experience, or someone just stepping into their arena. Wherever they are in life's journey, we all have a story to tell. So we delve into the struggles that we come across during our journey. How do we find the will to make it through? What role does failure play in our lives? What tools and lessons have we learned from those difficult experiences? Let's talk about the process and not just the result. We discuss this and much more in the show. Thanks for tuning in. All right, everyone, I'm excited for you to meet Bridget Bartley. She's a coach, a mother, mother most importantly, an entrepreneur, a retreat host, a wealth creator, and a mentor. And my favorite thing is a manifesting master or a master manifester. And we talk about this quite heavily in this episode and it's super cool and I hope it inspires you to try it out. We also talk about money. So her lessons from getting wealthy and realizing happiness doesn't come from money. And yes, that's cliche, but you get to hear her experience and how real it is. She also talks about how to create wealth and the reality slash illusion of money. She's overall an amazingly genuine human. You can just hear it in her voice. You can see it in her eyes. I'm excited for you to hear this. And she even challenges me to manifest a partner in 30 days. Yes, she said that I can manifest a partner if I do the work in 30 days. So let's see what happens, right? (laughs) But Bridget has a rad perspective and I'm excited for you to hear this. So let's jump in. Enjoy. All right, Bridget, how are we doing today? Good. How are you? (laughs) Thanks for the microphone. Yes, you are so welcome. I'm stoked to be here. Uh, I just feel, I was going to say odd, but I don't think it's odd connected to you just because I just think you're a good person. Um, cause like for real, like even look at your smile right now and just like how you're beaming, like I connect to that and, and I can tell you're a good person and I think I have a good meter. So, um, I thought this would be fun if we started the interview, um, with some manifesting manifestation recall. Yes. So some, some moments of just anything like any manifesting memories that you have can you think of one right now well going back first of all thank you for the Mm -hmm. very kind introduction um and you know just in in the realm of the manifesting like attracts like Mm -hmm. so you know i think excuse me like when our paths crossed i mean there's an energy that comes out of people Mm -hmm. you can see it in people's eyes and their actions how they talk how they post because social media is such a huge platform today um and you do have a good meter for that. And, mm-hmm. I, and you know, there's a whole nother rabbit trail that we could go down with, mm-hmm. with how we practice that, like with our bodies and with our mindset. So 
Um, well, let's go there right now. We can come back. Well, I mean, it's true though. Like you, you <laughs> yeah. do, you people have an aura about them, and they have mm-hmm. an energy about them. Like when people walk in the room and, and that sort of thing. Um, but as far as like just the, a manifesting memory. Wow. So basically just an overall one is I knew growing up and I knew in college that I wanted my business to be, all I knew was I wanted to own a business and I wanted to travel. Hmm. I could always just see, I've always been a very visual and visionary Mm -hmm. person and I could always see myself just walking through the airport with my bag, <laughs> like just like I'm going somewhere. That's cool. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know what that business looked like. I didn't know any of the details. I just knew that I wanted a business that allowed me to travel. Um, and you know, throughout like after college, I looked at possibly being a flight attendant because I love to travel. And um, the first, first and only corporate job I had did allow me to travel for about five years because I traveled and I did employee training. Um, and did a lot of different things in the manufacturing facilities, but I'm basically living what I visualized in high school and college. That's so cool. Because now I own my own business mm-hmm. and I travel. That's cool. Do you, how often do you think about that? Often, because mm-hmm. then there are things where I'll visualize stuff and I'll see it and I'm thinking, okay, am I psychic or did I just manifest that <laughs> or is it both? Like, how did yeah. I know that this was going to happen or how did I know? And you know, I think it's a little bit of both. I think the more in tune we are, it's a little bit of both. So I do think back. I think it, it's it's an eye opener on a small scale, mm-hmm. whether it's going to be the parking space up front, to our business, to our relationships, to our children, to everything. That's cool. Do you? So what are you manifesting right now? So that's. Mm. It's, um, you know, really, I'm just in a space of just being open to Mm. what I'm supposed to be doing Um, because I am at the most content space of my life that I've ever been. Really? And it's... That's cool. Congrats. You know, I mean, (laughs) thank you. But, you know, I don't really necessarily fit all the check marks because there are some things that society may say, well, but you don't have this or you don't have that. But to me, I'm, I'm content where I am. But as far as manifesting, you know, I'm really just looking to manifest the next level of of Mm. business, of what that looks like. And I know for me and my personality, I have to allow it to just show up for me. And so for me, the next step is um, more group meetings, like me leading group meetings, because I can reach more people, looking at doing retreats, classic manifesting. So I've been putting out there for I started doing retreats like four or five years ago, like off and on. And so Before they were cool. Right. And now like everybody's in retreat. <laughs> and so I yeah. started back in like 2015. I did a couple and then I stopped. And then about a year ago, I've been working on them mm-hmm. and just kind of brainstorming and putting ideas on paper. And literally this morning, somebody messaged me on LinkedIn. Um, it's somebody that owns, manages a retreat space up in Asheville. Have you ever considered doing a retreat? Because this is our retreat center. Look at that. Like, really? I love it. So, yeah. yeah. See, look, and a very recent one, too. That's so cool. Um, <laughs> Almost daily. Yeah, that's like, yeah, I totally believe in it. And I love that you thought about it like in high school and college, and then it, it comes true. You mentioned content, that you're, most, you're the most content you ever have been. Why? So, I feel like it's because I've found like what truly makes me happy and what brings me at peace. So there is, 
I know a lot of people speak on this, but where, okay, I thought a relationship would make me happy. I thought buying a house would make me happy. I thought buying a car would make me happy. I thought buying this bag and those shoes and these clothes and traveling and having a career and having this status would all make me happy. But I kept, I would chase it and then I would achieve it. And then I just still, I still felt like discontent. Mm -hmm. And then it really took me full circle to, Okay, let go of the bigger house, let go of, you know, the car, let go of all these things and literally taking me back to a foundation of, it's not even about the things, but just finding true contentment in Saturday night, I was home by myself. All my kids Mm -hmm. were gone with their friends and normally there's a side of me that it's like euphoria is going on let's go out uh, yeah. let's go, you know let's do this but i was so content just being home alone with myself mm. yeah that's cool i think that's a huge step and is, i know jim carrey has a quote something about he wishes everyone can get rich and famous because then he then everyone realized that's not the key to happiness right yes yes i've seen that so do you think you have to kind of experience you don't have to but just kind of achieving and chasing those things because if you don't have them, it's easy for, like, everyone thinks it's so easy to say. Mm-hmm. So I completely agree with Jim that you everyone should experience some level of material success. Because, yeah, it's fun, right? Like, it's not bad by any means. Like, I'd rather be well-off and comfortable. Mm-hmm. However, it's not like the ultimate purpose and fulfillment what are your thoughts on that right well and I think that we are meant to all experience those things but it's Mm. whether or not it's it's our identity and if it's why we're doing it um you know because there's people that are are living their life purpose and and naturally it's bringing them success yeah but they're doing it not because they want to have um we call it the mansion and Mercedes. It's not about the mansion and Mercedes, mm-hmm. but it's more about they're just fulfilling their purpose or fulfilling their happiness, and those things will just follow. But, you know, I don't think everybody has to do that, but I feel like for a lot of us, we we it's part of our, our life lessons. Yeah. Because, you know, there's good grief. There's so many people like in your generation mm-hmm. that are so evolved and in tune that you're not even having to experience a lot of the things that the older generation, you know, mm. is having to experience because like you, you just, you just get it, you know, like there's, there's the, the millennials or whatever the, mm-hmm. the title is, you know, you understand already that it's not about the nine to five and you, I mean, I've said this, I'd rather, I'd rather own my own business and work 16 hours a day than work a nine to five. Um, I mean, and I don't, work 16 hours a day but <laughs> well just because it's it's the purpose right behind it right and well and it doesn't feel like work yeah like it's still yeah you'll be tired and it feels like a grind sometimes but it's not the same mm-hmm. it just feels different and that's because i it's been two two weeks yeah so i've been out of my nine to five job for two weeks <laughs> and I'm, I'm brand new fresh and um it's Obviously, I'm still learning a ton, but I have a call every Monday morning with a friend that kind of hold each other accountable. And this morning, I, I told him, I actually feel a little bit guilty mm-hmm. of, like, what did I do to, to deserve? Like, look, 
It's 1 p.m., 1.30 p.m. I'm still dressed in gym clothes. <laughs> I laid at the pool this morning. I did like my meditation, journal, workout. I still had meetings like, you know, and then I get to have a dope conversation and like I'm super grateful, but it's a weird like just because I want everyone to have it. So if I, like I like I know I'll be fine and it's like. But have, did you ever feel that? Oh, totally. Yeah. And, and what, what really has helped me with that is being productive when I'm producing so mm-hmm. that when I'm relaxing, I don't feel guilty. Yeah. There are times when, when I have felt that. But, you know, we all choose our own path, too. Yes. I mean, I've had friends that they have tried to have their business or, or they've quit their jobs and they've, you know, been entrepreneurs for a short amount of time. But, and it's not for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's truly not for everybody. True. And that's cool. But... At the same time, too, it goes to a lot of the old philosophers work harder. No, work smarter, not harder. Yeah. And I mean, so you're still getting the work done. You're yeah. still doing your impact. You're still fulfilling what you're wanting to fulfill. Mm-hmm. It's just that you can now do it in four hours instead of eight. Yeah. And I realize, like, I am blessed to be making a living by living. Right. Like, I that blows my mind. And my friend told me this morning, that's a good line. Yeah. And he was like, well, dude, he's like, you made your choices to get here. Like you made your own luck. Like you were ready for it. Mm -hmm. Like you took risks that other people wouldn't, you know, like throughout your life to get to this point, whether it's financially momentum, like you have done that. You've put yourself in a spot so you shouldn't feel guilty. You should enjoy it. And I've even had some people, they live in Austin. They own this really cool app. And they've talked about just kind of feel overwhelmed by gaining users and downloads. And I told them like, well, it doesn't have to be hard. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that of like, just, it doesn't have to like effort versus effort lists. Like what is that mix and that flow between trying to make it happen and letting it happen? I think, well, because I think when it's meant to be, it, it is effortless. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would just, you know, I love to, when I'm when I'm coaching with people or talking with people, I love to just ask them questions to help them discover their own answers. So mm-hmm. when it's challenging for somebody, I'll ask them, you know, why is it challenging? Or what are some things that you can do to remove those blocks so it's not challenging? Because, I mean, and I'm just as guilty of it too. I mean, I have pursued, pursued, pursued something thinking it was the right thing. And it wasn't the right thing. So I ended up running, being like the hamster on the wheel. And that's why for me and my personality, mm. I have learned it's got to come to me. And then I can just go with it. And which I love that. And even, so I came to South Carolina almost eight months ago. And someone, a recruiter reached out to me on LinkedIn and because I had thought about sometime last year, I was like, you know what? It'd be nice to move out of Salt Lake, um, you know, at some point in my life. And then I forgot about it. And then someone reached out to me. Manifesting. Right. And, but I had a girlfriend at the time. Um, but I was like, you know what? Let's just hear it out. Like it could happen. It could not happen. It won't hurt. And then eventually, you know, I'm here. So, <laughs> but um, shoot, I forgot where I was going with that. Well, about being effortless. I think oh, effortless. When it, yeah. Because that was like, when it came easily and naturally. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm not the only one that loses my train of thought. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I really feel like in, in everything, whether it's, I mean, I could tell you stories of like when I've 
sold my car, sold my house, you know, started my business. Like there's relationships when it's in alignment, it's effortless. I mean, of course Uh, you're going to have like some challenges. I mean, that's just part of it, but because it's the learning curves, but Mm -hmm. truly when it's in alignment, it it is going to be effortless. And like, it's just the stars will just align as people say. Why? That seems too easy though. I know some people listening like, oh, no, that's too easy. Like, it sounds good. Well, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, another term, the path of least resistance. Mm. I mean, that's just where, think back to, for example, when you moved to South Carolina, yeah. how easy was it? Oh, at first, it was, like, exciting. Like, I knew that I was embarking on a new journey. Yeah, it just happened. It was easy. I mean, I'm, again, I'm sure there were a couple of roadblocks, like leaving. Mm-hmm saying the goodbyes, but as far as the actual move, the, you know, finding a place to live, finding or transitioning to your job, meeting people. Very easy. I mean, when you look at, when you really step back and look at all the variables, I saw your, it was either Facebook or Instagram story yesterday where you were just in gratitude of how Greenville has welcomed you in. I mean, that's just, that's truly like one of the most challenging things I feel like when you move to a new Mm -hmm. city is, is really plugging into the culture and just that you have just been welcomed in like that. Yeah. It's just affirmation, confirmation that you're where you're supposed to be. That's a good point. So yeah, I I just, I feel like when it's meant to be in anything, it will be effortless. When was the last time you were tested on your effortless? Oh, daily. But that's the thing is like, it's funny (laughs) every day. Like it's just, it's still effort. It's weird. It's like effort being effortless. Well, I just, you know, I, I mean, I believe in God. I, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm a Christian. I believe in God. I also am very, I won't say very, but I'm outside of the box Mm -hmm. of your conservative Christian because Mm -hmm. I, I experience God, see God in other ways. And you know, I'm just one of those, I just put it out there. And if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Whether business relationships, um, opportunities, workspace, I'm really big on following intuition. And, you know, it's just everything from getting an apartment downtown to should I do it, should I not do it? And, you know, it's it's one of those things like, what do you have to lose if you listen to your intuition? That's true. Cause it's man, it's always right. And if and if something leaves, if something leaves, whether it's a person, a job, a client, then it's just clearing mm-hmm. the space like. for something new coming in. <laughs> yep. I mean, you know, we can get biblical on it, where he quotes it in the Bible and scripture, or you know, it's it's universal law. It's it's out there. I mean, you gotta again, like even like in your house to the relationships of the business, you got to clean the old for the new to come in. Mm-hmm. Otherwise it doesn't all fit. Yeah. And it, it's again, easier said than done. But I think when you have the outlook of whatever's leaving, we believe that something greater is coming, like something better or more fulfilling. Like, again, it's hard to see because you're like, Oh, this is incredibly painful. I just lost this, my job, I lost a big client, I just got my heart broken, da, 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 <laughs> you know, because if you're just focused on that, but, like, it, there really is a purpose behind it. Yeah. Well, I think when we can, when, when we can look at it from the outside in and see the bigger picture, mm-hmm. it's, it's easier. Because, yeah, I mean, in the midst of it, it, it is. I mean, the heartbreak is real, the mm-hmm. client leaving, you know, like, that's real, moving, you know, it's all reality, but mm-hmm. still, when you can see 
the bigger picture, it makes it so much easier. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, shoot, there's something else I want to ask <laughs> that you brought up. Um, but let's talk about, I love about um, wealth creation. Do you, like what is your, what's been your experience making money of just in general? Because I think money can be, again, it goes back into the guilt Mm -hmm. of making money is bad. So I grew up with that story. Mm -hmm. Both my parents have never been well off. We've never lived on the street, but we've moved a lot. You know, we had assistance, which I'm grateful for. But so my story sometimes goes along of like, just like money's bad in air quotes. So what is your experience with just money and making money more than enough money? What are your thoughts around that? So um, I grew up not not wealthy at all. So mm-hmm. literally like my dream home was a double wide. It, that that's For I grew real? up in a mobile home park. Yeah, wow. single wide. When we moved into a double wide <laughs> to the other side, I was like, okay, daddy got a promotion. Like we are rich. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's and awesome. True story. And um, we moved to a double wide. And um, when we moved to the upstate of South Carolina, we lived in mm-hmm. a small small town called Gray Court. You probably will never go there, <laughs> but we <laughs> only had a four way um, intersection, and like walked home from school every day, you know, I just paint the picture to where it's so I didn't, I never knew that we didn't have money to my dad. I mean, we, we had money because we had our needs met, Mm -hmm. but to somebody else, we were probably poor, but my dad never talked about money. He never put any type of money mindset on. Um, but as I got older, of course, I mean, for me in the beginning, like in my twenties, I was guilty of this. And I remind people of this. I was guilty in my twenties of comparing myself to people in their fifties and sixties who had worked for it for 30, 40 years. And, um, you know, wealth really is just a mindset because, you know, I have, I have friends and associates and team leaders. They want to achieve a half million or a million dollars a year. And, and, and many of them do because that's what they consider wealth. You know, for me, the amount of money that I achieve or desire to achieve is wealth for me, but it may not be wealth to somebody else. I think it depends on cost of living and that sort of thing. But two, why you want to have that type of wealth. Um, I, in my opinion, live very modest. I think I live very, some of my friends will laugh at that, but I, I, I feel like I live very modest, very simple. For me, my wealth comes in, I wanna travel. I want, and I want to travel with my kids Mm -hmm. and I want to provide, you know, for them like simple things like my youngest wanted a, um, AirPod case off Amazon. So fine. Order an Amazon. He wants Chick-fil-A breakfast. Okay. We'll get like, you know, (laughs) I mean, it's not spoiling them, but like they, they know the difference. Um, but two, as far, what really helped me with money mindset, um, in prosperity consciousness was there's a a really good book. It's called happy pocket full of money. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to what we were talking about with like the houses and the cars and the things. And I'm glad I experienced all that because for me, I realized that's where contentment, true contentment is. That's not where it is. But when you learn about money consciousness, truly on a deeper level, money doesn't really exist. Yeah. I mean, money, money is just it's imaginary. There, there's a small amount of money that exists, but if you really think about it, it's just numbers in the sky. 
and it's it's you know you borrow money from a bank to buy a house you borrow the money that doesn't even exist it's just numbers you know when you're like I'm when I'm paid every Monday through my company I'm a 1099 so when I'm paid in sales it's it's deposited in my account which is numbers I never really see it it's just the numbers that get deposited mm-hmm. and I transfer it here and I'm paying this and that it doesn't even exist yeah. in reality. Like how many people actually have money? And when I was doing, when I was reading more about this, um, I think it was the depression. It was in the early 1900s. I don't remember like which depression it was, but that's why we had the great depression is because when they thought the economy was falling, everybody went and took their money out of the bank, yep. the money that didn't exist. And so it corrupted the economy. But when you really understand the money mindset of it and how money doesn't exist, like money doesn't worry about you, so why are you worried about money? But mm. then also, you know, instead of saying that I okay, so I want to earn fifty thousand dollars so I can buy this new car, or I want to earn this money so I can travel this place, instead of just limiting to how that's going to show up, just put it out there in the universe and just let it show up. Maybe somebody's going to give it to you. Maybe it's going to show up in another way. Like don't limit that to your own income mm-hmm. if yeah i like that did i explain it yeah no okay. you're good how do you teach your kids about money so um they they know to work for it mm-hmm. i mean they, they have a um they they have a value so they have like accounts um their dad is actually really good with teaching and with this too but they have all like 401k accounts but um when they were younger they would, um, I would put money in jars for them and they would, mm-hmm. they would put their money in and some days I would put money in and take money out and I would just teach them the visual of what happens to their money. Some days you're going to lose, some days you're going to gain. So that way they could understand. So that. you would just take it out randomly for no yes. reason. Yeah. Like without okay. them seeing. So huh. they would just have that visual. Um, now, I mean, they know to work, but, but it's all, it's also teaching them that work school life balance of like work because you know, if you want the new dirt bike, you're going to have to, you know, work for it. But then there's other things that, that they're cared for. So, you know, I think it just comes from teaching them a, a space of gratitude and like earning it, but not really earning it per se. Yeah. Do you do any cool rituals as a family? Mm, I'd like to say we do, but there's also older now. I mean, like one of our things is that basically the basic ritual we have now is, well, two of them is, you know, to make sure that we eat dinner at least once a week or every other week. Mm -hmm. And then for Christmas, we don't do gifts, we do trips. Mm. And so that's really, I mean, when when they were younger, we would, but you know, mine are older now. They're like Mm. high school and college. They're, I have 18, Mm. 17 and 14. So they're way older now. And so now like some of our rituals are, are sim- very simple, like Chick-fil-A Mondays. We That's cool they though. get Chick-fil-A every Monday, like going to school. Yeah. Right. And I think like those are the things you remember though. Like me as a kid, like like if I really think about it, I could probably think of like a gift, but I remember the trips more. Mm-hmm. I remember like the little things like going with mom to Chick-fil-A, that, that sounds much more impactful and important to me. Yeah. Because well, you're building those relationships. And when they, like, want stuff, you know, I'm like, really? Like, how are you really going to wear that T-shirt, like, <laughs> more than three times? Like, uh-huh. let's just think about this here. So, I mean, it's just really, you know, conver- I think 
communication, conversation. I mean, that goes back to when they were younger. I've always had open, open communication with them. And I think because of that, down to like girlfriends and Mm -hmm. like moral decisions, just being completely open about everything, that now has trickled into like their money mindset. And then, Mm. you know, one of the things I'm teaching now, they were my second one, you know, going to college. And then my oldest now in college too, if they say something about like being worried about money and I'm like, if it's meant to be, the money will show up like things that they want to do. I said, just don't worry about it. The money shows up. So Mm. is it, I, I assume, I know like people say it's the most rewarding, the most difficult thing being a parent. Is that true? Um, I don't think it's difficult. I mean, some people, I heard somebody say the other day, I was like, seriously, um, they were just talking about like what occurred, uh, though they call them, they call children the golden handcuffs. Hmm. I was like, That's unfortunate. wow. I mean, I would have had more totally. I mean, children, children are your best teachers. Mm-hmm. They are truly your best teachers. I think when you have children, you think that we are the teacher, but actually they are the teacher. And there's a lot of things. I mean, I could. What's one? Um, letting go. I mean, letting go. <laughs> yeah. Letting go. Can I'll give you two simple examples of that. So one is, I'm, I'm a very methodical, systematic, neat freak, like very type A personality. Mm-hmm. I mean, just very, you know, cookie cutter, um, in a sense. And having them as young children helped me to let go of having a clean house. Oh, yeah. Now they didn't destroy it, but it's I would want to sweep tidy. like I would want to sweep like three times a day or <laughs> clean. I mean, I mean, it just uh-huh. you know, I didn't like clutter that sort of thing. So that I immediately let go. Um, and then now to the lesson of letting go is my oldest going to college. You know, I don't, I don't have the communication, you know, the nightly dinners. I don't have that time with him mm-hmm. like I used to have. And so it's, it's basically like an adult to an adult type. Yeah. And so really just letting him get, like letting him go, letting him soar. He started his own YouTube channel. That's awesome. Like digital design. I mean, he's just like that that sort of thing like he's just doing his thing yeah and that's one thing I remember you know growing up and I met you that exact same thing going from a just like my mom taking care of me versus now she's almost treating me as maybe not an equal but like a peer right and I remember being that so weird I'm like no you're my mom like do this you know like for me but now it's more you know, it's, it's been cool to build on that relationship of just talking about things, just like what you're learning, you know, like just as an adult, like through life and whether it's wins, successes, mm-hmm. just like, yeah, like peer to peer. So that's been interesting. It is. It is. And, and I still tell them like, you're always my baby. Like, and mm-hmm. cause I'll say stuff and I'm like, you're still my baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then is it letting go yeah because i can picture oh man like when i have kids i can just see like even just like a baby spitting up on my shirt like i know i'm just gonna freak (laughs) out at first i'm just gonna have to like i'm gonna get all new shirts and just get get old ones anyway um what would you say is your most important failure oh let's see um (laughs) so what i would consider failure somebody may not see but for me and this goes back to the money and the house and the cars I 
and I'm, I'm just going to be very candid because there's nothing even kind of show for it now. But so I've been in my career, I'm thinking like back in my head, that's why I'm like looking mm-hmm. over your shoulder. Um, so when I first started my business in 2013, 2014, 15, 16, those were my best years. It still does. I still do well, but I just bought so much. Just, I, I, I would, I'd want to say a cuss word, but I'm not, but I just bought so much stuff. <laughs> like just, I have nothing yeah. to show for it. Um, because I could, because like, what's one thing that just, oh, I was like, like house cars, bags, like hmm. I'm talking like Chanel bags. Like you were balling. Like, yeah. I mean, it was just, <laughs> I mean, I lived, mm-hmm. I lived life. Do I regret it? Absolutely not. But I could have been way more responsible with my money. Um, I've actually sold most everything or I've given mm. it away. Um, but to me, that's, I see that sometimes as a failure because I just, I, you know, I just, I, I manage money wrong. Um, but it could also be a win because I could show, well, I think my ego had to experience that. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I did. Like, the, the, it's very liberating to be able for a woman, especially to be independent and self-sufficient and be in that type of success. For me, it was, especially coming out of divorce. Um, it was very liberating for me to be able to do that. Yeah. And I think I had to prove it to myself, and I felt like I had to prove it to people who felt like, I mean, because people would say, like, you can't do this. You can't do this. You need to get a job. And I was like, okay, I'll show you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in the ego, it was my way of just saying, I'll show you. Mm-hmm. And, and I did. Um, <laughs> but, again, some people may not look at it as failure. I look at it as maybe not a failure, but it was probably one of my biggest mistakes. Interesting. That, that's what, that's, that's probably what I would say. How, like, yeah, you mentioned like as, you know, being divorced as a single mother and like that has to, that really does have to feel good though to like produce. Oh, for sure. Cause I can't understand that. Like as a man, because to me, I'm just like, I've grown up just expecting myself to do that. Well, I think because you're a man. Yeah. So for a man, yeah, like it's natural. But for, because mm-hmm. when I divorced, I started completely over. Like literally started over. Like I had maybe, let's say $1,300 a month as a foundation of income. And that was it. So, I mean, I my kids and I lived with my mom. It mm. was literally a starting over type movement. So it's, it's very rare for women to start over like that. Um, but that's for me, how I chose to end our litigation of three years. I was just like, Oh, it went on for three years. Yeah. I was just tired of fighting. I was tired. Like I was just emotionally tired Mm -hmm. and basically was just like, just sign the paper. I'll just walk away and be done. Like Mm. I'm tired of fighting over the assets. Um, and so for me and because you know, a couple of the guys that I had dated after, you know, there, there's like a stigma. Like if you date a successful guy, like, Oh, she's only dating him like oh, for, for the sure. money. And I'm so then it lie. was there's also, yeah. I mean, there are some out there like that. <laughs> yeah. And I think you, you can kind of be like coin chasers or gold diggers, everyone call <laughs> them. But that too was another thing that I wanted to like nail, put the nail in the coffin is like, I'm creating my own success. I don't need you. You know, I'm here on my own. I, I'm self-sustained, self-sufficient, can self-finance myself, like mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Um, 
but yeah, it's um for women, it's it's definitely a different ball field for women because, you know, I had to learn immediately about LLCs and S corps and yeah. taxes and insurance. Like guys know that stuff, but or I, I assume like guys just know like as businessmen you just know. But I was like, I mean, I've had like temper tantrums like going to <laughs> my investor's office at times, going, "Why am I doing like this? Is not fair. This is not what I'm supposed to be doing." But, um, but they're all lessons that I've ended up teaching. So it's, mm. it's, I, I'm grateful for all of them yeah, as, that's, hard as, they, as hard as they were at times. I'm very grateful of all the lessons. Right. Like, do you mind going into the divorce at all? You, you, you can ask, ask, yeah. ask anything. Okay. So just to give some background, why did that end? Um, so we, it, it was a 15 year marriage and mm-hmm. it, it's, unless somebody has been in the situation, it's, it's, it's hard to explain because it, it was not a adultery an addiction. It was not, it, it was just two people that did not get along mm-hmm. and people can say, well, that's not why you're supposed to divorce. You know, as two Christians, I mean, we were both highly involved in the community and in the church, but it was a true awakening to, what goes on on the outside is different than what happens on inside the walls. Cause from the outside, we were the per- picture perfect family. Mm-hmm. I mean, stay at home, stay at home, wife, house, stay at home, mom, housewife, three kids in private school. We had the house, the cars, the plane, like we had it all. You had a plane. He did. I oh, did. Yeah. Okay. But he, he was working on his pilot's license. Um, he is a super guy, mm-hmm. um, in regards to our kids. I mean, he's a great dad to them, but we just could not, um, we were just two different people Mm -hmm. and it was literally just two people that had just grown apart. And I think if he could have accepted me, um, as I was and just been like, like accepted our differences, like, okay, she's different in that regard, but kind of like with the spirituality, Mm -hmm. just I'm different. I think different. Don't judge me for it, but just, okay, that's who she is kind of thing. Uh, it's not like I was doing like, rituals and stuff but you know just yeah. okay she sees God different like mm-hmm. that sort of thing it could have been different because mm-hmm. because honestly divorce was the last thing I ever wanted for my kids mm-hmm. because my parents were divorced and I, I mean we counseled for about three years before and then um, when I separated I separated with intention that we were going to get back together I had this fantasy in my head that we were going to separate we're going to go on our own path and then we're going to reconcile yeah. we're going to have another baby and we're going to live happily ever after. But when we separated, it just got worse and worse. And mm. I thought, you know what? I can't go back. And, um, I mean, and, and you know, he, he's, like I said, I mean, for our kids, I mean, he's a great father. That's one thing that, that I could never argue or either one of us could argue is we both have parented our kids very well. Yeah, but as a relationship together, it just didn't mesh. No. So no. what are your thoughts on whether it doesn't matter, man or woman, any type of relationship. Um, just, I feel like you can get addicted to something comfortable, even though it's not a positive relationship for, your, for you anymore. So what are your thoughts on recognizing that and then starting to work through that? Through differences in a relationship? Yeah. So I think it depends on what the differences are. Mm. Because I've, I mean, I've been single eight years. I've gone out with guys and... Our different, one of the differences is they want to have children. I don't want to have children. 
So that's a difference. It's not going to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a big difference. That's, you know, so there's differences yeah. like that that are the obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, for me, and this is what, when I work with people who are single is I, I did this and it works for me is I create a list of things that I desire in, in a partner, yeah. um, qualities, personality traits, um, you know, their, their money mindset skill, like down to like, they like sushi, <laughs> just those things. And then, you know, kind of tapping into the manifestation of it is there are times that, you know, I'll just meditate, like how it's going to feel with that person. You know, I don't know who that person is, but like to like feel it in the soul, like what is it going to feel like when we're boarding a plane together or mm. when we're having sushi together or when we're hiking, like, you know, you, That's so cool. it's like part of manifesting it, but there are some differences that to me are non-negotiable and your differences may be different from mine. You know, for me, it's the children. For me, it's people who can't manage their alcohol or if they're highly medicated, you know, those are just manage their emotions type thing. Those are non-negotiables for me. Um, so what if they don't like sushi? Is that okay? Yeah, there's other <laughs> things at sushi. I, yeah, somebody else is asking. They're like, what if they don't like sushi? That's and funny. I've had people, they're like, you just need uh-huh. to burn that list because it's not happening. Nope, I'm like, don't you burn know, that list. But I'm like, I disagree because. Yeah. Let's talk about that. So I love that. Like, don't burn the list. And yeah, I, there's, you know, a balance. You know, I'm not a relationship guru by any means. Of course, I'm there's. I'm not either, by the way. Right. right <laughs> but like, no, no. Mm. There are some, but you know, whatever we're all learning and there's give and take always for sure. However, why do you think that? Why shouldn't you burn the list? Why do you think you can have most of those things on that list? Well, I know that I can because all of my friends, pretty much 99% of my friends are in like content, stable, happy relationships. Mm -hmm. Not that they are perfect, but they're perfect for each other. And so I don't think that there's a perfect person out there, but I do think that there's compatibility. And I think, I mean, I've had to work through my own stuff too. I mean, Mm -hmm. I can be so guarded to where I'm like, I don't need you or I don't like (laughs) just be so, so guarded. And and I am guarded, but Mm -hmm. it's also, and I think everybody should be guarded to an extent, but also do, I believe in that list because it's like going to Starbucks or like ordering a drink here you have to be specific like when you order a grande latte with three pumps and sugar-free you have to be specific it's Hmm. like when you do a business goal link you're Mm -hmm. specific on the message you want to put out into the world you're specific with the people you want and the content you want to portray it's the same thing in a spouse you got to be specific otherwise you're just going to start attracting everybody under the sun if Mm. you don't have a filter then you're not filtering everybody out. It's the same thing. I really like that. That really is the same thing. But you're just ordering the partner it, <laughs> from I mean, the universe. In reality, I mean, you know, some people much more be, important than coffee. But but you know, it, yeah. it is. I mean, you it, in everything, it's it's just being specific mm. and knowing what you want. You have to know what you want. Well, wait, wait, wait. you have to know what you don't want to know what you want. Mm-hmm. And that's part of relationships too, like going through things. And sometimes it's quick, sometimes it's long. You find things that you don't like or that don't vibe or mesh together. That's just life with it too. So one thing I admire about you is that you mentor um, younger women than you. Um, Why or how did that come about? Like what was that inspired by? So I 
I feel like um, there's there, it's actually a two-part answer. So mm-hmm. I have a different type of relationship with my mom. Um, she It's a Vietnamese culture, Asian culture. And so there have been times where it's challenging for me to communicate with her on things because I feel like she doesn't understand me. I'm not saying she doesn't, but it's just some things that I feel like there's a culture barrier, there's a language barrier. Mm-hmm. And so there have been women all the way since I was in high school, like older women in my life that have been there for me mm-hmm. in a very motherly way. Cool. Um, and so just it, it's really just kind of evolved where even probably 15, 20 years ago when I was working in youth ministry at our church mm-hmm. and girls will just, for whatever reason, like just attract to me mm-hmm. and they'll just talk to me like, okay, I'm dating this guy. And, <laughs> and I'm like, girl, like you realize there's like 50 million other guys yeah. out there. Like, why uh-huh. are you so attached well, to like there's one? More. And, yeah. but then not even like on the relationship side, but on self-esteem, mm-hmm. um, like when they're rushing through college, like whether it's, like whether this is inappropriate, that's inappropriate, that sort of thing. Um, but, you know, I feel like because of the women that I've had in my path that were motherly to me, it's just it's just naturally trickled down into other women. And because I feel like the women's place in society and in the home is so powerful. Mm-hmm. I mean, the man is strong and head of the household, but there's also a strong female foundation with it too, because I mean, I don't know your relationship history at all, but Mm -hmm. when you have like a nagging or a not good (laughs) relationship, it's very exhausting. Like it's emotionally draining and, you know, teaching women like, why are you insecure or why are you nagging him? Or, you know, like, let's break this down because you are actually a reflection of, you know, you can either help build him up or you're going to help tear him down. Interesting. What's the most common insecurity you've seen mentoring young ladies? Um, it's, you know, it's with guys. Mm. And I think it just goes, it's back in, you know, it's, it's the guys that can't, well, I, I don't want to speak for guys, so I don't know. But for, I can wi- speak for, but for women, it's, it's <laughs> for women, it's, um, it's, it's the insecurity. But you're, I don't know that you're like the typical guy because like they, they get these guys to, that are sleeping around and they're just, mm-hmm. they play like these games and stuff. Yeah. But, um, but at the same time, you know, it's, you know, girls like have your standards, you know, don't sleep with them the first time you meet them type thing, mm-hmm. but it's insecurity and, and it comes out in a way where it's being possessive mm. and being catty. But then I see it like how they dress and then how they're posting on social media I'm like, you know, the guy that you want to track is not going to really like that. Yeah. So what's the balance of that? Because I go back and forth because I feel like, yeah, girl, like, do you like if you, that's your self-expression, show skin. However, I do see some point that like if you're showing skin and you want a guy, I don't know who, I don't know, like how, like in your mind, how does that not attract the right guy? Um, well, one thing I'll say this too, mm-hmm. one thing that I found working with girls and in my studies, um, girls who tend to be more promiscuous, it all roots back to like daddy issues. Mm. And so, and I truly feel like that's one of the reasons why I have been so grounded in that is my dad and I are extremely close and he has always poured belief in me and, um, like faith and 
I'm not promiscuous. So I think mm-hmm. when I look at that, I'm like, okay, it makes sense. But there, uh, James Dobson wrote a book about that, bringing up gor- girls. And that's where I, I got all that from. But um, what was your question about the girls showing skin? Oh, yeah. Or, just like, what is your, like, why does that not attract the right guy? If a well, girl feels, it might be the right guy for them. Okay. But... If it's in conflict of who they're trying to attract, I but guess. But from a guy standpoint, do you really want your girl like showing her everything? Unless she's a bikini model or a <laughs> fitness model, but yeah. like, would you really? I don't know. I mean. So my answer, personally, um, I think in the past it it make me uncomfortable because I'd be insecure that other guys are seeing you. Right. Now, it's more of how does it make you feel and why are you doing it? Right. Right. And trusting it's like getting out of my head. Like it's not a me thing at the end of the day. If you're doing that, like I'm not going to tell you not to do it because that's controlling. And I don't like, I want to trust you and whatever you want to do. So yeah, my thing would just be supporting that woman of why are you doing it? Is that empowering to you? What message are you trying to send? Exactly. Or are you covering insecurity? Right. Well, and that's, that's a great question. And that's the thing really in all of it is why are you doing it there's always a cause that creates the effect you know a lot of times girls can be doing it because they want to get that attention Mm -hmm. from other people like oh you look amazing oh you're so beautiful it definitely happens like you're this and that i mean i can i mean listen i mean there's i don't know in five years i mean i've put out a handful of like pictures and bikinis or <laughs> I mean it there I don't think they're provi- they've been like very fitting for what the message was yeah. but it's not from a hey look at me yeah. type standpoint um but it's been from a very supportive you know it, it fit the message so I'm gonna do girls think differently of guys if they just post like pictures with their shirt off and stuff like that um i think if they do it all the time Mm -hmm. yes yeah um again i think like girls can just be it depends on the girl Mm -hmm. i mean personally like girl or guy my pet my pet peeve are people that do (laughs) selfies in bathrooms and the toilet lid is oh the toilet lid (laughs) because i always do like because for me i'm always like if I'm, dude, like even when I'm outside, I'm like shirtless, like especially being in the South now, oh, I'm yeah. like, yep, it's warm. I'm freaking going, you know? Yeah. Well, but you, that's your lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, I've seen some of your videos and, and mm-hmm. you are, you're like, Hey, I'm out and you're like, you're doing stuff mm-hmm. like you're active and that's your lifestyle. Yeah. You're not like in target parking lot, <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah. you're at the gym, you're doing your uh, meditation retreat or mm-hmm. your yoga, you're yeah. doing your triathlon, like that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like it fits the message. Yeah. Um, Again, it's your lifestyle, but mm-hmm. if it, you know, it goes back to what you were saying in the very opening was you can just get a feel off people. Like you mm-hmm. can get a vibe. I think you can just get a vibe off people. The vibe. Okay. I love it. Um, so we're going to start wrapping up a little bit and I have a segment in the show that's called scroll my soul, Okay. which what that means is I keep a list of running notes on my phone, you know, it goes to my computer of whether it's conversations, podcasts, documentaries, anything, Instagram, I keep just a running list of inspirational quotes or thoughts. And then I randomly scroll through, I stop, and then I pick something. I read it aloud, and then then you tell me what it reminds you of or what it makes you think of or resonate with. Okay. Cool? Cool. And it's 
this is, I think, perfect for what we just talked about. Work hard at the things that come easy. Oh, yeah. Okay, so work hard at, at things that come easy. Yeah. And so you want to know what comes to mind? Yeah. Um, I, I think it basically as it is, like work hard at things that come easy. I feel like when the opportunities come to you, mm-hmm. like always entertain them and see how you feel about them. It doesn't mean you have to say yes to everything. Yeah. But if the door has opened for you, then it's something clearly I feel like that you deserve to take a look at. Um, and if in your soul and in your mind you feel like this is what I'm supposed to do, then give it with everything you have, like mind, body, spirit. Mm-hmm. And I've also learned not to make immediate decisions where even to the point like when I put my house on the market, when I bought a house, sold a house, car, I always give it at least like a day or 24 hours. And I'll let people know, like even on the call before, I was telling you about for here, you know, mm-hmm. I was talking to him about a business thing that he wants me to consider. And I said, you know, email it, let me look at it. I'll get back with you in the next 24 hours. Because, I mean, I think we get so caught up in the emotions of things and excitement mm-hmm. that it's like, okay, let me just like check it out and then go for it. But yeah, I mean, w- when it's effortless, mm-hmm. It's like a no-brainer. Yeah, and I really do like it. That you can take it in so many different ways. Um, initially, when I heard it, I think it might have been Atomic Habits, the book, of like whatever you're naturally good at, work hard at that. Like What comes easy to you is not going to come easy to everyone. Mm-hmm. Same kind of thing, just that's where enjoyment and like fulfillment comes. Well, you know? exactly. And so one of the things that um, my mentor of like 11 years has taught me and mm-hmm. – I've really learned to apply this more the last couple of years. If it's not fun, don't do it because (laughs) it's not going to, and that's probably where like sometimes we can feel guilty, Mm, Yeah. but it's, if it's work and if it's not fun, then you know what? Energetically you're putting that out there. Cause they're like, like they're feeling like you don't want to be there. You don't want to be doing it or they're just, people are going to feel that. But if you're Mm. having fun with it, you're, you know what the emotional funnel is where you vibrate higher like decibels. Um, you can, you can look it up later, but, mm-hmm. but for, there's an emotional funnel. So mm-hmm. you vibrate at so many like, um, beats per second. And so people who are in like anger, resentment, um, negative feelings, they vibrate lower, but as okay. you get higher up with like joy and love, and of course the top is enlightenment. That's why like sometimes people can walk in a room and you're like, who is that? And it yes. can be like, she looks, I mean, you can get a, mm-hmm. a read on on that person good or bad why some people can just radiate when they walk in the room and just own the room and why some people you're like okay she looks crazy you know <laughs> and so yeah. um let's see the reason i was talking about the emotional funnel um but yeah i mean when it feels good just go for it yeah you you reminded me of something like one of my affirmations every day is like i am the light and like be the person that lights up the room don't wait for someone to do it and like being intentional with every single thing I do. And I remember my mom is last Christmas, she was living with my brother and then she stayed with me. No, it was actually when I came out to South Carolina to interview, she actually stayed at my house. And she gave me a compliment of just like, like as soon as like staying here, there's like good, you can just feel it. And like, I'm used to it, mm-hmm. but getting that compliment, like, oh, okay, I like that. Cause I remember walking to other people's homes and you feel that. Mm-hmm. And because you can feel the difference, it's just very interesting, of like just security or just anything, just good vibes. Yeah, you it, mm. you can definitely feel it off people. 
for sure. Yeah. So before we wrap up, tell everyone, because you are in network marketing, that's what you do for your job. Um, some people might know them as MLM. There's quite a people listening in Utah, so they definitely know what that is. <laughs> and uh, and is it, it's isogenics, correct? Yes. Also, people probably know what that is. I've I've drank it. Um, it's like I love it. It's very good. So if people are wondering how to work with you, your downline is insane. Downline is insane. It's like eighty thousand people, right? Mm-hmm. It's freaking crazy. Just so everyone knows, that's a phenomenal downline. And what that means is you have under you have eighty thousand people that you've recruited or the people under them have recruited and therefore. So tell everyone how this business has changed your life and if they're looking for something to switch it up, why to consider it? Um, As far as network marketing? Yeah, or working with you. Yeah, so, um, well, and I have everything at my website, BridgetBartley.com, but Mm. for for me, network marketing, when I, I was actually a product user for a couple of years and I had been, you have used other network marketing products and I've looked mm-hmm. at other companies, but when I'm um, going back to my divorce, when I knew it was time for me to do something financially, I had actually had two other jobs lined up, but working a nine to five just could not, would not align with me because all I kept thinking was I can't pick my kids up from school. I can't spend summers with them. I can't spend Christmas break and spring break with them. And when I went to an event and I saw other people building network marketing, um, and I read a book. It was the four-year career, and similar to other sales, when I really understood the breakdown of it, I was like, "This is a no-brainer." Because, you know, with my passion, when you, I've, I've been working nutrition for probably eight years prior to that, anyway, um, I had already been using the products a couple of years. Like it literally, like all aligned. Mm-hmm. But like what we have been talking about, it just really all fell into place, and I just went for it, and. Um, you know, for me, it's not for everybody to do full time. And, you know, I tell people, even from a product standpoint, the products are truly life changing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a firm believer in detoxing the body. I'm constantly on some sort of detox, um, but detoxing the body, putting disnutrition back in. And even from a product standpoint, it helps. But even just to have that extra stream of income, just to either get your products paid for. But I mean, who can't use an extra five hundred or thousand dollars a month? So, like, how, like, five hundred or thousand bucks? How many, like, what kind of business do you have to do to get that? Um, so, when when I start, people, I always mm-hmm. ask them to bring in a couple of friends, and that's what activates your your business center mm-hmm. is just having two um, two friends or family start with you. So that activates you and starts you getting paid. But then the way, and I know I think you're familiar with mm-hmm. it, but people just naturally accumulate underneath you. But similar to like referring a restaurant or a clothing store, you're recommending something to everybody. Like for you, I mean, you're built and you're in mm-hmm. shape. I'm sure guys sit around like, hey dude, like what protein are you doing? What BCA are you doing? And what pre-workout <laughs> yeah. are you doing? Uh-huh. Um, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's, it's all word of mouth marketing. We do it all the time. We just don't realize it. But for some reason, when people do this business, they have this stigma or they have this block I mean, you can recommend, um, you know, protein powder and pre-workouts from a nutrition store easily. Yeah. But for some reason, some people, you mention Isogenics or, you know, another company, and they're like, I don't know, I can't do that. It's the same thing. Yeah, it is interesting. Uh, like, why? 
I, I, I don't, you know, and, and it comes down to we're all selling. We're all selling something. All the time. And Ourselves. We're, we're always buying. But the thing is, we don't like feeling sold. I don't like feeling sold. That's true. But we're buying all the time. And that's why mm. my, my approach to selling and network marketing is different than I'm not a hard sell. It's just, it's just not my method. Yeah. I, <laughs> I can't see you like buy this fucking thing right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So anything else on your heart, mind or soul that you want to talk about? No, I think we covered it. Um, mm-hmm. I appreciate the opportunity for, mm-hmm. for you giving me the mic. Um, the only thing you know that comes it. to mind as far as, um, because I'm holding the microphone and thinking microphone. Um, and I've talked about this before on the talk show, but I was the girl in high school and growing up that got picked on for her speech and her language. Mm. And so you'll see, I mean, cause you've seen me out socially. Like I naturally am a quiet person and it mm-hmm. goes back to like the childhood stuff of like how I speak or how I talk or the language. And I kind of laugh now where I'm like, all of y'all who used to pick on me and bully me, like I was bullied bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I like have microphones. All right. And that is cool. And it's funny. I, so I grew up introverted. Um, there was definitely some moments of courage that I had. However, I was, I mean, I have, so with my mom and dad before they're divorced, five kids and then a stepbrother and a half sister. So there's seven, but growing up, I for sure was just the quiet one because mm-hmm. I didn't need to talk. Like my family's like, they like to talk and like make jokes and have fun, <laughs> you know? So I was just like, I don't need to, but it's interesting. I realized being in that situation, whether it was speaking up in class or like being afraid to talk to a girl that later that served me for this because of listening and asking questions. Right. And it's, probably just how you were raised um now it's just funny how again it goes back to the pain that has a purpose or those negative things can turn to positive things and it's just hard to realize in the moment because I used to think like oh I'm so shy or like why am I not talking to this person or doing this but I became an observer and a listener and my few words that I choose to speak are like a good question right and it serves a purpose. It is true. Yeah, I couldn't understand my family because they all spoke Vietnamese. That's another reason. But yeah, that's, <laughs> you know, it's just, I guess, as far as you said, like last minute, just overcoming fear and like just doing it. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, though. No, Bridget, thank you. This was awesome. And I think we might have to do like a manifesting challenge this week or something. Totally. Of like sitting down. Actually, before we end, let's. Um, you can go listen to like Joe Dispenza, but what's just quickly, if someone has never manifested before, like, what does that look like? Like, how should they try it out? So, um, give me a a specific topic. Well, I I guess they might, people might already be doing, they just don't realize it, but let's just say they want to, let's go back to the partner thing. So you told them how to make a list and I loved how you talked about how it feels like to walk to on the plane together it's very specific right. okay so that'll be so that'll, the feeling yeah let's go there so um joe dispenza is phenomenal mm-hmm. phenomenal so i love him and you know what people don't realize is thoughts become reality they do because when you think it and you think it and you think it it stores into your subconscious mind and what happens is you've got your subconscious and your conscious mind but when you're constantly programming that people don't realize that subconsciously you're filtering that out Mm-hmm. Like your brain is, is, is doing, that's why some people say, well, why do I always attract the same person? Well, it's because subconsciously that's what you have been programmed to do. Um, so as far as like manifesting 
um, another person, which, yeah, I'm not going to say soulmate because that's a whole nother topic where <laughs> I think you are yourself the soulmate, mm-hmm. but manifest, manifesting like a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a future spouse, um, just getting clear on what you want, like very clear, like what are the things that you can see you doing together? Um, what are the qualities that he or she has? Um, you know, whether they like to work out, whether you want to do yoga with them, whether you want to train on a marathon, like literally getting specific, like That's cool. they like sushi, um, where they like to travel, um, down to the personality traits. I mean, sexual, like all those things, like writing mm-hmm. it all down and then just like reading it out loud. Um, and then you're putting an affirmation in there of just like, I am worthy of receiving love Mm. and just closing your eyes and just imagining it first, like take several deep breaths to really clear your body out neurologically. Um, and then like that, after you've read that list and you've stated your affirmation, take a few deep breaths and then just like visualize what it feels like to be with that person not the actual person you can't put an actual person in your manifestation just the soul but just manifesting that person like what is it going to feel like like you feel so happy getting on the plane Mm -hmm. like you feel happy getting off the plane you feel like just how you feel you've got to feel it first and that really goes in line with your business it goes in line with with everything you do you have to feel it first you you're not going to feel you're not going to be content when you reach the wealth You've got to already be content and the wealth comes. Agreed. So feeling that first, feeling all of it first, but specifically for your spouse um, and do it. I mean, I would do it for like 20 minutes, but you can do it for five. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, do it for at least just do it every day. I mean, there's, you know, if people want to say like she's hocus pocus, like just prove me wrong. Like just do it and then tell me in 30 days. (laughs) Wow. 30 days. Well, I, Okay. Yeah, 30. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I'm going to freaking do this. And yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do 30 days. Okay, we're coming back. We'll, we'll check back in. He's going to text me in 10. <laughs> <laughs> I met a girl. That'd be crazy. Okay, well, Bridget, thank you. Um, yeah, I appreciate this. This is awesome. Thank you, Ben. Okay, adios. All righty, y'all. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Bridget as much as I did. And if you did, make sure you go leave a review on iTunes right now. Press pause. Go leave a review. Go give it one star. Go give it five stars. I want your opinion. I want your feedback. I want to feel your love, your voice. So please go leave a review because it helps this show. If you can get, if you're thinking, how can I give back to Ben? How can I give back to GoLink? This is how. Please go leave a review because it helps um, get the show more recognized. It helps it get more seen and it helps it get up there, get out there in the world. So this week's challenge is inspired by Bridget and her company, which is Illuminate Your Life. So we want you to try manifesting this week. We want you to manifest something. So here's what you need to do. So think, of course, what you want to manifest and then write it down as if you already have it and then meditate on it for 20 minutes a day. You could do it for 10 minutes in the morning and 10 at night and you really need to feel as if you already have it. Feel as though you would when you get it, but feel those feelings now. How does it feel when you get that? How does it feel when you receive those things, when it comes into fruition? Feel it like it's already happened. Do this every day and just watch the magic happen. Like for real, it's crazy. I know it sounds weird if you haven't tried it, but just give it a try. I mean, what do you have to lose? For real. 
You don't know when or how, but watch it come into existence. And I would love to hear about what you're manifesting, however big or small, and how it comes to fruition. So this week's challenge is to try manifesting, write it down, sit on it for 20 minutes a day, act and feel as though it has already happened. And once you complete this challenge, please hit me up. Please post on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Use hashtag Golink Challenge or just hit me up in the DMs. Tag me in your stories at Golink Group. I would love to hear from you. I love to watch your progress and the cool things you're doing to level up. Thank you so much for joining me every single week. Oh, man. You guys, I just love you so much. Please have an amazing week. Manifest something awesome. If it's anyone, it's you. If it's anytime, it's now. I love you. Have an awesome week.